John chapter 12. Quick prayer. Dear God, please help us to gain some knowledge, insight in after reading this chapter. And we ask for this in Jesus' name. Amen. Chapter 12. Six days before the Passover, Jesus came to Bethany, where Lazarus lived, whom Jesus had raised from the dead. Here, a dinner was given in Jesus' honor. Martha served, while Lazarus was among those reclining at the table with him. Then Mary took about a pint of pure nard, an expensive perfume. She poured she poured it on Jesus' feet and wiped his feet with her hair, and the house was filled with the fragrance of the perfume. But one of his disciples, Judas Iscariot, who was later to betray him, objected. Why wasn't this perfume sold and the money given to the poor? It was worth a year's wages. He did not say this because he cared about the poor, but because he was a thief, a keeper of the money bag. He used to help himself to what was put into it. So here's something. Judas is one of the 12 disciples, and he's the one who's going to betray Jesus later, but here he is complaining about the perfume because he wasn't able to take his take on it. It was wasted. He didn't get the money from that. So he's just like this really ungodly person that Jesus knew because he said um, early on when he was talking in a prior chapter, he was saying, you know, one of you, yet one of you is the devil. And he was referring to Judas. And this is the guy who's doing this. Leave her alone, Jesus replied. It was intended that she would save this perfume for the day of my burial. You will always have the poor among you, but you will not always have me. Meanwhile, a large crowd of Jews found out that Jesus was there and came, not only because of him, but also to see Lazarus, whom he had raised from the dead. So the chief priests made plans to kill Lazarus as well, for on account of him, many Jews were going over to Jesus and believing him. So again, Jesus also talks about anybody who believes in him may be persecuted. And this poor guy, Jesus' friend, Lazarus, who he raised from the dead, now people wanted to kill the guy because it was making people believe in Jesus. And all of this is about they didn't want to give up their temple. That's really weird. Or their nation. So kind of really bizarre. Okay, getting back to scripture. The next day, the great crowd that had come from the festival heard that Jesus was on his way to Jerusalem. They took palm branches and went out to him, shouting, Hosanna! Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Blessed is the King of Israel. Jesus found a young donkey and sat on it, as it is written, Do not be afraid, daughter Zion. See, your king is coming, seated on a donkey's colt. So this goes back to, this is a reference to Zechariah chapter 9, verse 9. Here's where Jesus is fulfilling what scripture said. Do not be afraid, daughter Zion. See, your king is coming, seated on a donkey's colt. At first, his disciples did not understand all of this. Only after Jesus was glorified did they realize that these things had been that these things had been written about him and that these things had been done to him. So again, this is all in hindsight. And John, one of the disciples, he he's writing this down. He's saying, you know, we didn't get it. We didn't understand what was happening. But then we realized that all this in the in the Old Testament, in the prophets, this was happening right now. 
And it was only after he was glorified. So after Jesus ascended into heaven, when he was glorified, then all of a sudden they started thinking about the things they had seen, the things they had witnessed, and they were writing it down and they were like, wow, this is what happened. Not realizing it in the moment, but in hindsight, they saw it. Now the crowd that was with him when he called Lazarus from the tomb and raised him from the dead, continued to spread the word. Many people, because they had heard that he had performed the sign, went out to meet him. So the Pharisees said to one another, see, this is getting us nowhere. Look, the whole world has gone after him. Now, there were some Greeks among those who went up and worshiped at the, at the festival. They came to Philip, who was from Bethsaida in Galilee with a request. Sir, they said, we would like to see Jesus. Philip went to tell Andrew. Andrew and Philip, in turn, told Jesus. Jesus replied, the hour has come for the Son of Man to be glorified. Very truly, I tell you, unless a kernel of wheat falls to the ground and dies, it remains only a single seed. But if it dies, it produces many seeds. Anyone who loves their life will lose it, while anyone who hates their life in this world will keep it for eternal life. Whoever serves me must follow me, and where I am, my servant will also be. My Father will honor the one who serves me. Now my soul is troubled, and what shall I say? Father, save me from this hour? No, it was for this very reason that I came to this hour. Father, glorify your name. Then a voice came from heaven. I have glorified it and will glorify it again. The crowd that was there and heard it said it had thundered. Others said an angel had spoken to him. Jesus said, this voice was for your benefit, not mine. Now is the time for judgment on this world. Now the prince of the world will be driven out and I, when I am lifted up from the earth, will draw all people to myself. He said this to show the kind of death he was going to die. I'm going to stop right there because there's a lot here. Go back to verse um, 23. When Jesus replied, the hour has come for the Son of Man to be glorified. This is when Jesus knows the timing for everything. Like God has an appointed time for things to happen. And then he also says, very truly, I tell you, unless a kernel of wheat falls to the ground and dies, it remains only a single seed. So that is just like Jesus, you know, unless he is, unless he died, if it was, if he didn't die, it would only be him. But when he dies, it'll be possible for many seeds. But if it dies, so if Jesus dies, it produces many seeds. So if Jesus dies, many can come into the kingdom of God. Now, here's another verse that's important to understand. Anyone who loves their life will lose it, while anyone who hates their life in this world will keep it for eternal life. So if you, if we love the life that we have here on earth, we're going to lose all this stuff. Like none of this stays with us. But anyone who hates their life in this world will keep it for eternal life. When he says this, I believe he's talking about we're a sinful world. So anybody who hates the sin will keep it for eternal life. But we have to give up the sinful stuff. 
Whoever serves me must follow me, and where I am, my servant will also be. My father will honor the one who serves me. So our purpose here is to serve Jesus, to glorify, uh, glorify, maybe it's not, to honor God, and um, to share the story of the gospel with others because that is the way to eternal life. And that's what all of this is about is saving mankind, bringing mankind into eternal life with God. Now my soul is troubled, and what shall I say? Father, save me from this hour. No, it was for this very reason I came to this hour. Father, glorify your name. So Jesus, again, he's not running away from his death. He knows his death is coming, and he knows this is the whole reason he was here and that God's name would be glorified in him doing this. So it's all about why Jesus came was mentioned here. Jesus was telling why he came, and he knows it. Again, he knows it. Um, so then a voice came from heaven. And so the, this was interesting, too, because it said the crowd that was there heard it. So there are, there are multiple people who heard this. This isn't just like a few people here and there. These are multiple people who heard this. And, um, and Jesus even said that the voice was for the people's benefit, not his so it's all for the people to believe. And that's what one of the, uh, Jesus said before in a prior chapter. He said, the will of the Father is for you to believe, to believe in Jesus, to trust in his teachings, to be rewarded with eternal life as a result of believing in Jesus and taking action. It's more than just saying, I know Jesus is the Son of God, or I believe that. It's It's changing your life. It's you know, doing the will of God versus what you want to do. It's surrendering your will to God's will. And then here's, we learn more things in verse 30 um, that he goes, actually, I guess it's, oh yeah, verse 31. Now is the time for judgment on this world. Now the prince of this world will be driven out. Who's the prince of the world? That prince of the world is Satan. Satan is really influencing the world. And he's, and Jesus said, you know, it's, it's time. He's going to be out and I'm going to, I'm going to take over the authority. And he said, goes on to say that in verse 32. And I, when I am lifted up from the earth, will draw all people to myself. So when Jesus is resurrected from the earth, he will draw all people to himself. So Jesus is drawing people to him. Again, we are, if you want to search it, start looking that looking at um there are people who believe in Islam who are having dreams about Jesus and are coming to faith. And that is, you know, people that are in that believe in the Islamic religion, um, it's it could be death for them to believe in Jesus. And so it's something for them to believe that Jesus is the Son of God. It's, it's, you know, it, it has horrible physical consequences for that. But if you look, there are people who are having dreams and are believing in Jesus because of it. And this is what Jesus said would happen, that he was going to draw people to him. And of course, he said, when I'm lifted up from the earth, so when he dies on the cross and then gets, becomes resurrected, then he will draw these people to himself. Just lots of insight in here. 
And um, he's like, believe in the light while you have the light so that you may become children of the light, God's children. Getting back to the scripture, belief and unbelief among the Jews. Verse 37, even after Jesus had performed so many signs in their presence. Oh, wait a second. I think I skipped over something. Um, I think I need to go back to verse 34. The crowd spoke up. We have heard from the law that the Messiah will remain forever. So how can you say the son of man must be lifted up? Who is this son of man? Then Jesus told them, you are going to have the light just a little longer. Walk while you have the light before darkness overtakes you. Whoever walks in the dark does not know where they are going. Believe in the light while you have the light, so that you may become children of the light. When he finished speaking, Jesus left and hid himself from them. So Jesus is telling about light and darkness. And we still have that today when we when we talk about like the dark things, like that humor was dark, or we talk about darkness, or we see even in music how there are darkness or satanic kind of things in music. There's definitely, there's a light and there's a darkness. And Jesus is emphasizing that and emphasizing that he is the light. So after reading scripture and understanding scripture, you will understand a lot more things about everyday world that we see today. Now to verse 37. Even after Jesus had performed so many signs in their presence, they still would not believe in him. This was to fulfill the word of the Isaiah the prophet. So just earlier in this chapter, we had him fulfilling Zechariah 9.9 about riding the donkey into the town. Now we have Jesus fulfilling what Isaiah the prophet said. Lord, who has believed our message, and to whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed? For this reason they could not believe, because, as Isaiah says elsewhere, he has blinded the, their eyes and hardened their hearts, so they can neither see with their eyes, nor understand with their hearts, nor turn, and I will heal them. Isaiah said this because he saw Jesus' glory and spoke about him. Yet at the same time, many, even among the leaders, believed in him. But because of the Pharisees, they would not openly acknowledge their faith for fear they would be put out of the synagogues, for they loved human praise more than praise from God. So this is another thing that is really important to us. Like the priority is wrong here. The motivation is wrong. Like why do you, you know, why do they like human praise more than praise from God? God is more important than humans. God is the only one who can give eternal life. And yet we're, people are falling for something that is less than God. And, and we have to think about that too in our own lives. Like, do we look more for being accepted by people or do we look more being accepted by God in our actions? Do we want to be accepted by people or do we want to be accepted by God? We have to think about that in our life and reflect on our life. Verse 44, then Jesus cried out, whoever believes in me does, does not believe in me only, but in the one who sent me. The one who looks at me is seeing the one who sent me. I have come into this world as light so that no one who believes in me should stay in, the, in darkness. 
So again, Jesus is talking about his connection with the Father, and he's saying, whoever sees him sees the one who sent me, so they are connected. And then he's saying that he is the light, and he's, again, the way to eternal life. I mean, these are so uh, hard for some to understand or comprehend, but just so clear when we're looking at it in Scripture. If anyone hears my words but does not keep them, I do not judge that person. For I did not come to, the, to judge the world, but to save the world. There is a judge for the one who rejects me and does not accept my words. The very words I have spoken will condemn them at the last day. For I did not speak on my own, but the Father who sent me commanded me to say all that I have spoken." I know that his command leads to eternal life. So whatever I say is just what the Father has told me to say. So again, at the time when Jesus was here on earth, he didn't come to judge. Now he is coming to judge later on, but it's for those who reject Jesus. Again, this is, this is the fate of all mankind. We either accept Jesus or we refuse reject Jesus. So it's that's what's going to determine. And the words that Jesus spoke, these words in Scripture that are recorded in Scripture, those are going to be what condemns people because he said all these things, or even to the, the people who were present at the time, that the words that he spoke to them, if they chose to reject him at that time, that's what's going to condemn them. And he's clearly stating this, like, you have a choice right now. You either believe me or you're going to be condemned. And that's a decision that all of us have to make. Do we believe who Jesus is or do we reject him?